0: God, we love you. And we are just so thankful to be in your presence in this place this morning. God, this morning we come and we just give you all the worship, God. We, we worship you with everything that we have because you deserve our worship. God, as we, as we open up your word now in this place, and as we dive into to what you have to say to us through your scripture God, would this just be a day where, where we are challenged, where we are uh, maybe shaped a little bit by your word? And even though we're talking about a familiar subject, God, would we, would we hear something new from you this morning? God, we love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, last week, uh, we finished up kind of part one of our series, More Than a Feeling. Uh, More Than a Feeling is really just a series in which we are kind of tackling these issues. Our culture is, we, we live in a, a post-truth culture where truth is relative, truth is up to feelings. If you feel like it's true and I don't, then, uh, then it's not true to me, right? We have people who, who think like this, that truth is relative, truth is, is not absolute. There, there is no truth but we have truth. And so the, last, the first section of this whole series was just talking through what we believe, why we believe it, and why it's important. What does scripture say about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Bible? What does it say about the church? What does it say about us as believers? What does it say about faith or eternity? What does it say about any and all of that? And, and so now we are kind of going on to the next chapter in this series. We're still going to be talking about more than a feeling because this has to be more than a feeling as well. But if All of those things that we have talked about believing are true. If we believe what we say we believe, how then should our lives look? What are some practices that you and I should have in our lives? What are some, some practices that Scripture encourages us to have as believers? And not just because we feel like we have to. There's none of this stuff that we do out of duty. We do it out of love. There's no way to earn our salvation. There's no works-based salvation. We've talked about that over the last few weeks as well. But what, what are some of the practices that we have as believers to help grow our relationship with Christ? To help mature into the image of Christ. What are some of those practices? So we're going to spend the summer looking at some of these practices that should be in our lives. Some of them are probably familiar to you. Some of them are probably a little weird for us. But today is probably one of the more familiar ones. It's going to be one of the ones that, that you, you know. We, we talk about prayer all the time. I think we know how important prayer is In our lives. But here's the thing if we really believe what we say we believe, we need to be people of prayer. And this is not just because we feel like it, this is because this is what Scripture calls us to do. Scripture calls us all over the place to be in prayer. Now, how many of us, if we were to, to just say, would could use a little boost maybe in our prayer life? Uh, you know, prayer life kind of gets a little stale sometimes. It gets a little bit, you know... I, there's there's some reasons for that, right? We we kind of feel like, man, I just need need a little boost in my prayer life. I feel like, that's me, for a lot of my life, I just felt like, man, I just need to, I, I look at some people and I say, man, if I could just pray like that person, if I could just have the relationship with God that that person has, things would just be so amazing for me. I just know they would, right? But... We can't pray like they do because they have a relationship with God. They have their own relationship with God. You have your own relationship with God. The way in which you pray is based out of your relationship with God. Sometimes we feel like we're just, we just don't have what it takes to be a good prayer. right? There's a few reasons for that. Sometimes we just feel like you know, we're, maybe we're just not sure how. Am I allowed to pray this? Am I allowed to go to God with this? Does this even make sense? Should, should, God, should I even go to God? Do, am I doing this right? Am I saying the right words? Am I, am I going with enough reverence? Am I, am I, we have all these questions. Am I doing it right? And so sometimes we just we just don't because we're not sure. Some of us get bored or distracted when we're praying. Tell me if this has been you before. You've started praying, and then 30 seconds later, you're like... Wait, I was just praying. Well, what? How is my mind here right now? How? How? How did I get to this place where I was just praying to God, and now I'm thinking about dinner on Thursday because I need to go to the grocery store, right? What? What is going on here? How? This is. This is how our minds work. Our minds. Our minds wander. But how do we get focused? Some of us have trouble focusing, and so we just feel like I'm just not even gonna. Not even gonna try, right? I just. It's too easy for me to get distracted. Some of us feel like we, we just don't want to pray, we don't need to pray, because our requests are too small, right? We just talked in week one of this series about how big God is, right? God is all-knowing, God is all-powerful, God, God knows everything. And so if God knows everything, if God is all-powerful, is God, if God is, is everything that we claim Him to be, why should I go to God with something that is just so small? And so we just don't. We just decide, you know, I think, I think I'm just not going to do that. Some of us, we, we just feel like, man, our prayers just not even making a difference anyways. So why pray? God knows everything going on in the world. If God knows everything about what's going on in the world, if God really sees what is going on here, why doesn't he just fix it himself? Why do I need to pray for this? My prayers didn't work last time. Why would they work this time? Some of us just get discouraged when we pray. You don't have to raise your hand, but if that's been you, I think you can kind of feel where I'm coming from here this morning. There is, there is an urgency and a need to prayer. Scripture calls us to pray. What is prayer? What does Scripture tell us? about prayer. We don't pray because we we feel like it. We don't pray because we we feel like we have to. We pray scripture calls us to pray. We pray out of love for God. What is prayer? I'll put it very simply this morning. Prayer is communicating with God. That's put the simplest way possible. Prayer is communicating with God. It's so simple, but it's hard to believe, right? Even Hebrews chapter 4 says we can approach the throne of grace, we can approach God with confidence. This is just this mind blowing to us that we have access to God. How is this even the case? How do we do this? How do we approach the throne of grace with confidence? How do we approach God with confidence? We approach Him through prayer. You know, there's a, there's a psalm, Psalm chapter 5, if you want to go there with me. It's on page 464. I think the first three verses of Psalm chapter 5 give us give us one of the clearest pictures of the kind of intimacy that God desires with you and with me in prayer. Psalm chapter 5, if you're in one of our pew bibles, page 464. Here's, here's what it says about, here's what, here's, this is a psalm of David. This is David talking to God, and I just want you to just, just hear out David here. He says, Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Listen to my words. Consider my lament. Now this word lament is literally just like a sigh. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sigh. Consider my groaning. Consider my lament. Have you ever been so close to someone that when they sigh... You know exactly what they're saying? Like, I know the difference between Rachel's size, and she knows the difference between my size. I sigh, and she knows something's wrong. Something's bothering you, or you're frustrated, or yeah, you're right, that was kind of dumb what the kids just did. Or, like, we, we, we know size. You don't have to use words, right? We just know each other. We know we're intimate enough with each other, with each other that we know each other, even just based on, on the way that we size. And here's David, and he's, he's talking to God. And he says, hear my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Consider my size. Consider my groaning. Yeah, that, that is like... That's a, just a picture to me of an intimate relationship that David has with God. And he keeps going. Verse 2, hear my cry for help, my king and my God, for I pray to you. Again, this is, this is another picture of intimacy here. David isn't just saying like, hear my, help, hear my cry for help, God. God is not just something he knows about. Listen to how he addresses God, my God and my king. There's an intimacy here between David and God. Verse 3 in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. I just just let that sit on you. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. You ever felt like your prayer just hit the ceiling and came right back down? Just me? Okay. But man, just, just this verse. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. You hear what I'm praying for. You know what I'm praying for. And I, and I love this second part. In the morning, I lay my requests before you, and I wait expectantly. I can just, just imagine the prayer of David here. God, I know who you are. God, you are faithful. You are good. God, here's what is on my heart I cannot wait to see what you do with this. I mean, just think about that. Here's what's on my heart. I can't wait to see what you do with this. I wait expectantly," David said. "I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. God I know you will do something. I can't wait. Man, this is just, just such a picture of an intimacy in prayer that, that I want this. I listen to this, and this is what I want in my prayer life. I mean, how, how do we get this in our life? How does Scripture tell us to pray? How does, how does this book teach us to, to pray like David is praying, to pray with the intimacy that David has with God? How? I how? Think, I think here's what I get from Scripture. We need to pray with gut-level honesty about everything that matters to you and to me continually and then listen for God's response. We need to pray, you and I. I'm going to say this again, we'll break it down. With gut-level honesty about everything that matters to us continually and then listen for a response. Wait expectantly for a response, like David says. Let's break this down. What does it mean to pray with gut-level honesty? What does it mean to pray with a kind of honesty that, that David really prays with here? Sometimes we, we put on a show with our prayers, sometimes, right? We, we have what I like to call a prayer voice. <laughs> that when we pray, we pray differently than what, when we're just talking. We, we say, all right, you guys ready to eat? All right, let's pray. God... Sovereign creator of all things, and, and everybody's just like, wait, you were just talking about football. Like, hold on, what's going on here, right? There's like a, there's a change in how we do this. And sometimes we, we put such a focus on kind of the reverence and, and all of this stuff that it, and it kind of ends up seeming inauthentic at times. Here's a question for you. When you pray and you call to God by name, do you call him by that name Because that's what you know him by? Or do you call him by that name because that's how you've been taught? Think about that. When you pray and you you start your prayer, a lot of us start with Father. Do you pray that because that's how you know him? Or do you pray that because that's how you've been taught? Some of us just say, "God," Some of us say, "Holy one, Lord, how do you address God, and do you do it because that's how you know him, or do you do that because that's how you've been taught i I hope it's because that's how you know him now don't don't hear me wrong now I kind of made made fun of the the dinner prayer, the prayer voice, but there is that don't, there's absolutely a reverence and a focus that needs to happen in prayer all right, we are going to a holy God the creator God all of that is, is very true but I want to make sure that as we go to him in our reverence and in our focus that we are not being, being inauthentic in the way that we are trying to be reverent do we know the God in which we are praying to do you say things because you feel like you have to or because you mean them? If you've been with us for any, any amount of time, you know, I usually start my prayers in the same way. I say, God, I love you. Or, God, we love you. If I'm praying for all of us. I've been doing that for a while, even since I was in youth ministry. And even in youth ministry, I would hear, Pastor Chris, why do you pray like that? Why do you, why do you open every prayer like that? And I would just say, because I do. Even here at the church, people have asked me, why do you always open your prayer like that? And I say, because I do. And hopefully because we do. All right, we, we pray to the God that we know. We give him praise because we know him. All right, how, how, do we, how do we pray? How do we pray? I think what God desires from us more than anything in prayer is just to be authentic, to be real. I think just saying big words in prayer just to say big words in prayer is one of the things that Jesus gets on people for. Right? We need to be praying authentic prayers. One of the most authentic prayers I can remember in scriptures is, is Moses in Exodus chapter 5. Moses is praying, uh praying to God and you can just kind of hear his confusion and his pain and his kind of like, What is going on here in this prayer? And if in, in Genesis or sorry, Exodus chapter five, Moses comes back to the Lord and says, Why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Remember Moses is is Being sent to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on his people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Remember, this is the person that God sent to bring his people out of Egypt. And here he is, after going and trying and saying, Look, God, what are you doing? Is this what you had in mind? Like, what is going on here? You sent me to bring these people out, but, but what? I, I don't even get what's going on here, God. All, all, all you have done now by sending me here is bring more trouble on your people. What in the world is happening? Sometimes I think we, we, we need to have kind of these, these gut-level, honest conversations with God, even when we don't get it. Right, there is nothing that you want to say to God that God cannot hear, that God can't take. You can go to God with these questions like, God, I don't understand what is going on here. God, I don't stand where you are in this picture. I feel like you called me to do this. I feel like, like you want me to be here. I feel like all of these things, but I feel like as I do this, nothing but bad is happening to me, God. What, what is going on here? Why won't you answer me? Where are you? We can go to God with prayers like this, and it's not going to hurt God's feelings. God wants us to go to Him with questions like this. God wants us to be authentic in our prayers. In fact, Jesus, the two two reasons that Jesus kind of got on people for for the way that they prayed was because their prayers were too long and filled with words just to kind of sound smart and because they were inauthentic. Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, don't go out into the streets with many words like these guys do. (laughs) This is Jesus paraphrasing, by the way. Don't go out in the middle of the street like these guys do and just pray really loudly so that everybody can hear you. Go, go into a quiet place and pray to your Father in Heaven who hears you. That is powerful. Be authentic. We need to pray with with a gut-level honesty. What do we say? We need to pray with gut-level honesty about everything that matters to us. Everything that matters to that, and I, I really do mean everything, what is it that matters to you? Take it to God in prayer. Amen. If it matters to you, it matters to him, because you matter to him. Amen. If it matters to you, you take it to God in prayer. Scripture is very clear. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's everything. That means the big things. That means the, the long time away things, the, the big picture things. It also means the small picture things. It means the things that you feel like are too small to take into the presence of a big, loving God. There is nothing too big and nothing too small. Bring everything that matters to you to prayer, because if it matters to you, it matters to God. We can go through scripture this morning and there is a there is a list of people who pray to God and the things that they pray for are unique because they are things that they matter that mattered to them when they prayed. Here's just some of them. Zacharias, one of the son, he said God, please give us a son. Solomon asked for wisdom. Above all else, God, give me wisdom. Moses and Samson, please give us water. Daniel had a weird dream, he didn't know what it meant, so he says, God, help me understand this dream. right, Gideon felt called by God to do something. And he says, God, if this is you, I need a sign. Give me proof that this is really you. Abraham had a servant who prayed that God would give him favor to find a wife for Isaac. And he prayed, God, grant me success today as I go on my journey. David prayed for a clean heart, a fresh spirit. Remember, he prayed, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore the joy of my salvation. Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain, and then that it would rain, and it didn't rain, and then it did. Right? This is, these are things that people pray for, things that matter to them, that matter to God because they matter to them. Amen. We could go on and on about all the things that people prayed for in Scripture. There's not like a set list of things that we can ask. A set list of things that we can pray for. I could could literally just go on and on. The disciples prayed for a lot. Jesus prayed that we would be one, that we would be united. We We could sit here all day and talk about all the different things that different people in Scripture prayed for. We need to pray about what matters to us. What is it that matters to you? You have a headache that just won't go away? Pray for it. It's not too small. Amen. Your feet hurt after work? Pray for it. It's not too small. Are you struggling with some family issues? Pray for it. It's not too big or too small. Right, are, you, are you... Is there some health issues there? Pray for it. All right, 1 Peter 5.7 Cast your cares on Him because He cares for you. God cares. God, you matter to God. So the things that you pray about matter to him. We need to pray to God with gut-level honesty about everything that matters to us. Here's the the third thing we need to do. Gut-level honesty, everything that matters to us, continually. Always. Always. Just always be praying. I think this can change the way that we pray. It change our prayer life, right? First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 16 says this. 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. King James says, pray without ceasing, right? This is honestly, this, this, this kind of, this really revolutionized my prayer life when I began to think about this. Just constantly praying. Because this is, I used to just pray like this. I would try and pray before I went to bed every night. And inevitably, like I was talking about earlier, I would fall asleep. Because I'm tired when I go to bed. <laughs> So, I would pray for a while and I'd fall asleep, and then I'd wake up and I'd be discouraged because I fell asleep when I was talking to God. So, it would just, just battle raging in my mind. And I started to just pray continually. Pray continually. God would bring someone up in my mind, and I'd, just, I'd pray for him. and I'd send them a text hey, I just want you to know I'm praying for you today. It's like 8 in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 7 o'clock at night. It doesn't matter. If God brings something up to mind, pray for it. Be praying continually. There's a, there's a British evangelist. His name is Smith Wigglesworth, which is probably the most British name I could... I didn't even make that up. Like, that's, that's his actual name. <clears throat> he was famous for saying this. He said, I never pray for more than 20 minutes. But I never go twenty minutes without praying. I never pray for more than twenty minutes, but I never go more than twenty minutes without praying. It was just focused on the just praying continually, and I think for some of us this this, this kind of thought, this this idea that we can just always be praying can that kind of revolutionize our prayer life, that we can always just be in contact with God. And remember, every single time we lift our voice to God, he hears us. Every time. We can always be praying. There's, a, uh, there's an acronym that I saw in college. It was PUSH. Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. Just keep on praying. Continue to pray. Like the widow in Luke 18 comes back before the unrighteous judge who finally gives in because she's so persistent. Jesus says, don't you think God will be like that? All right? If you're persistent in prayer, if we're continually praying before God until God, some, God does something, something happens. All right? We pray until either God changes what's going on or he changes us. All right? Something is going to change. Something is going to happen. Pray until something happens. Always be praying. Hannah in 1 Samuel 1.12, I, I, I love this story. She's praying for a son, right? And Eli thinks that she's drunk. Like, Why are you praying for a son? What is going on here? And she just keeps on praying, keeps on praying. And First and 1 Samuel 1.12 just says, as she kept praying to the Lord. As she kept praying to the Lord. As, as you kept praying to the Lord. What would that story be? As, as you kept praying to the Lord. Dot, dot, dot. This happened. As you kept praying to the Lord, as you were continually praying to God, as you were continually lifting up what God had put on your heart, fill in the blank. I want to know what that blank is. As you kept praying to God, we need to be continually praying to Him. We need to pray to God with gut-level honesty about everything that matters to us continually. And then, last but definitely not least, we need to listen we need to listen for a response. Communication is a two-way street. It's the same in our marriages and our in our relationships as it is with God. Can you imagine if I just if the only way I talked to Rachel was in request form? Our story would be a short story. Right? But we do this sometimes. We we go to God and all we do is just we go in and we go into the presence of God and we just Start requesting things. God, We do this and this and this and and this? And and none of those things are bad things. But if we don't take time to just listen, to just sit in the presence of God and to just hear what he has to say to us, communication goes both ways. Why would our communication with God be any different? We need to just push the pause button and allow God to speak to us as well. Well, how is he going to speak, Pastor? How am I going to hear him? Is it going to be in a loud voice? Maybe. It could be. It's not always like that. I brought up Elijah before. All right, Elijah, there's a story in, in uh 1 Kings where he is, he is trying to meet with God and he hides in the cave and he says there's there's a mighty wind and there's a fire and there's an earthquake, and then there's just just a quiet whisper. And he comes out of the cave to talk to God. It's not always a loud, booming voice. Sometimes it's just a quiet whisper that we need, to, we need to be listening for. We need to be listening to. God may speak to you when you're in prayer. When you open up his word, God speaks to you through his word. God may speak to you through another person in your life. He might speak to you through, through a family member, through a friend, through a coworker. Here's the crazy thing. God can speak to you through someone who doesn't even know him. if you 're listening for it, you will hear it. God will speak to you He 'll speak to you through circumstances. And I think we need to pray that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear what God has to say through us through His word, through our prayer, through our through other people, through our relationships. we just be in tune with God. I tell this story all the time, but it's, i, I don 't know a better story to, to explain this right there 's a there's a grandfather, grandfather and grandson hanging out in the garage listening to a baseball game. And the radio that the grandpa is listening to is just basically static. You can you can barely hear the game, you can barely hear what's going on. And finally the grandson pipes up and he says, Grandpa, how do you even know what's going on in this game? I can't even hear it. And the grandpa looks at him and says, Son, I've been looking, I've been listening to the same game on the same station for so many years, I don't even hear the static anymore. grandfather was so in tune with what he was listening for that he didn't even hear all the extra noise. And all the grandson could hear was the noise. We need to know the voice of God. We need to listen for it. We need to, to understand that God, God tries to speak to us. If we would have ears to hear and eyes to see it, we could, we could know what he's talking about. Are you in tune with God? This is what prayer is all about. This is what scripture says about prayer. Prayer is the way in which we communicate with God, which is just a mind-blowing in and of itself that you would think that the God, the creator of all things, the creator of the universe, the one who knit you together in your mother's womb, the star-breather God, this same God wants to hear from you. And the way in which he does that is through prayer. Just mind-boggling to me. But it's amazing. So if all of these things that we've talked about, if all of this belief system is true that we've talked about, if it is more than just a feeling, it's based on truth, the very, one of the very first practices we need to learn is prayer. We need to be in tune with the voice of God. Be able to listen to it. We need to take this Hebrews 4 scripture that says we can approach the throne of grace with confidence to heart and know that we can go to God with questions. We can go to God with doubts. We can go to God with praises. We can go to God with literally anything that is on our mind. If it matters to you, it matters to God, you go to Him. And we can pray continually. Without stopping. You should always be praying. I never go 20 minutes without praying, but I never pray. What is that? I never pray for more than 20 minutes, but I never go 20 minutes without praying. I think that is profound. Let's pray. Let's learn how to pray. Let's pray every single, week, every single day, every single week, every single minute of our lives. Let's be aware of the presence of God, and let's go to Him in prayer. Let's pray this morning. God, We love you, and we give you thanks and praise. God, you are an amazing God. God, we don't even deserve for you to hear our prayers, but God, just the fact that you want to listen to us, that you want this intimate relationship with us, is just, it's amazing. God, would we just be challenged this week to go to you in prayer? Would we be challenged this week to just if it matters to us, God, to bring it up. No matter if it seems small or if it seems too big or if it seems just weird, God, that we would just take it to you. That we would just give it up to you. And God, this week, help us to hear your voice. Help us to hear you speak into our lives. Would we be listening for it? God, as we pray, would we be reminded to... To just pause and listen. God, as we're even in, in our homes and talking with our families or talking with our coworkers or in the grocery store, God, wherever we may be, would we, would we see you in the people that are around us? Would we be listening for something you have to say to us, God? Would our prayer lives be new starting right now, today? God, we love you. We give you praise. We give you thanks. God, you are amazing. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? And as you stand, if you're new, I just we end every day, every Sunday, in just a prayer of blessing. So if you would just, just hold out your hands and just receive a blessing from God this morning, would our God... A God who speaks through his word and through prayer. Would he speak to you this week? And would you know his voice? Would you approach our God, the throne of grace, with confidence this week? And would it give you boldness and courage to make a difference wherever you may find yourself? Go in the grace and peace of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for coming this morning.